Houston, Texas, and Commodity Classic here on Ag News 890. I'm Jamie Dickerman, along with Eric Johnson, bringing you reports from uh, Commodity Classic. Today's final day of it. Big thanks to Calmer Cornheads for uh, sponsoring our broadcast here and allowing us to broadcast out of their booth. And uh, so we thank them very much for that. Uh, it's been an interesting day here at Commodity Classic. Uh, we had uh, some pretty high-level visitors here to Houston today. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack appearing today, along with EPA Administrator Michael Regan. And Vilsack making a couple of big announcements, one regarding a special meeting with two of our major trade partners. Announcing today that we will, I will have a trilateral meeting with the ministers from Canada and the secretary from Mexico later this month, uh, likely in Colorado, to have an opportunity for us to discuss uh, areas of mutual concern, for me to continue to raise the concern we have in Mexico in their approach to biotechnology in terms of corn, and for me to also raise the need for Canada to continue to look for ways in which their dairy market can be more open to us. This effort on exports also involves enforcing trade agreements, which we are doing uh, in a variety of ways, Mexico and Canada being uh, two areas. It also involves reducing barriers, focusing on individual trade barriers that exist in countries around the world to our products. It's one of the reasons why I was happy to note that ethanol uh, exports are up, and one of the reasons is that we're beginning to see other countries understand and appreciate the necessity of having higher volumes of blended fuel uh, in their gas consumption. Japan uh, indicating recently a willingness to increase their level of biofuel is as an example. These are all negotiated, all encouraged by us at USDA in order to enhance opportunities for exports. So there's a concerted and committed effort in exports. We'll continue to work with the U.S. Trade Representative's Office uh, to ensure that we continue to focus on new opportunities, particularly in the Indo-Pacific area, the trade framework that's being discussed uh, with a number of countries that could open up additional opportunities. Vilsack also announced, uh, much to the chagrin to most of us, we were expecting possibly a little more information on this, He announced that they're not in the position today to announce the guidance coming from the Treasury Department regarding sustainable aviation fuel. Now, in an earlier meeting, uh, the administrator stole one of my lines when he was talking about the issue of sustainable aviation fuel. Uh, He used the line that I know that everybody in this audience knows, and perhaps you probably have already used this line on a number of occasions. The notion of measuring twice and cutting once. I bring this uh, because obviously we're not in a position today to announce uh, the guidance that will be coming forth from the Treasury Department as it relates to the sustainable aviation fuel and the tax credits that will be available in 2023 and 2024 and the tax credits that will go in place uh, in 2025 and beyond. Now, the reason we're not is because we're measuring twice and cutting once. We want to make sure that the latest and best information is utilized in the modeling that will inform the Treasury guidance. I had two goals in my conversations with my colleagues in the interagency working group. One was to ensure that the GREET model was in fact incorporated in this process. 
At the beginning of the process, that wasn't necessarily the case, but I'm confident now uh, that indeed the GREET model will be part of the guidance that will be provided by Treasury. And then in connection with that GREET model, I wanted to make sure that biofuels, ethanol, biodiesel had, uh, and the feedstocks that provide those fuels had the ability to qualify for the tax credits. And that is particularly true uh, of those feedstocks that are generated through climate smart practices. Uh, No-till, cover crops, uh, energy efficient fertilizer, the things that you are already using in the field uh, to produce a wide array of the commodities that you raise. As much as I know about this and as much as you know about no-till and cover crops, and energy efficient fertilizer and what's going on on the farm, the reality is not everybody in the country is aware of it. Not everybody in the country appreciates the level to which farmers have embraced uh, sustainable, uh, sustainable food, uh, farm practices. So it's incumbent upon us at USDA to be your voice in these interagency meetings to make sure that our colleagues and other departments who don't focus on this on a daily basis are aware. So in order to get the model right, in order to get the guidance right, we're going to take a few more weeks, and I mean weeks, not months, uh, to make sure that the guidance is correct, that it acknowledges the work that's being done uh, in reducing greenhouse gas emissions uh, relative to transportation fuels and the good work that's being done out in the field uh, to embrace climate smart practices. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm confident uh, that at the end of the day, folks will understand and appreciate uh, what President Biden has understood when he said that his view, 95% of sustainable aviation fuel uh, will be connected and produced by farmers in the next, over the next 20 years. That's Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack today appearing here at Commodity Classic in Houston, uh, along with EPA Administrator Michael Regan. They uh, made a speech and they also uh, did a press conference here today and took some uh, questions from uh, the press. But a lot of people were expecting that announcement to come today about sustainable aviation fuel, but didn't quite happen yet. So we're still in limbo in regards to that. So there you go. That's uh, what happened today with uh, Tom Vilsack here at Commodity Classic.